Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. After the Roe v. Wade decision on Friday, Missouri became the first state to ban almost all abortions. And it's based on a law that was co-written and co-architect of that bill is Mary Elizabeth Coleman, and she is the state representative from northern Jefferson County and southern St. Louis County. And she joins us here this morning to give us some details on what this bill, now law, says. Uh, Representative, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Of course. Thanks for having me. So explain for us, our listeners, exactly what is and is not legal now as it comes to abortion in the state of Missouri. Sure. So because of the swift action that was taken by both Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Governor Parson under the law that we passed in 2019, abortions are now illegal in the state of Missouri, um, except to save the life of the mother. And what does that mean exactly? What, what is the threshold for saving the life of the mother? So the way that it's written is that if the pregnancy is going to um, put the mother's life at risk and she is in an emergency situation, that at that point the physicians have the ability to, um, to save the life of the mother. And interestingly, I think a lot of people, as they're hearing about Roe being overturned with the Dobbs decision um, this past Friday are unsure exactly what the implications are or what that means or how it's going to change things for Missourians. And in many ways, here in Missouri, we've been operating in a post-Roe world already. Um, There have been around 150 abortions that have taken place in the state for the last uh, two years. And we're on, we were on pace to do that few you know, I believe even one is too many, but the that that you know kind of rate in 2022 as well. Um, but most of those have been taking place at our hospital systems. Under this exception, they haven't really been taking place at the last clinic that was doing abortions up until Friday. And I think one of the questions that people have is what qualifies. The wording is create a serious risk of substantial and irreversible physical impairment of a major bodily function of the pregnant woman. Uh, That does leave a lot of wiggle room there. Uh, What are, you know, where, what is the threshold? If the doctor says, well, you've got about a 50-50 chance, or you've got a 25% chance of of having some of these, you know, serious physical problems. Is there a threshold? And how is that decision, you know, who comes to that decision and how? Sure. So our hospital systems have been operating under this language for the past two years, and there aren't any instances that I'm aware of where this has been a difficult thing for them. I know that people are really scared and they're nervous maybe if they're trying to parse through what does this exactly mean, Um, but the truth is that we have been able to operate under this system where the physicians are able to work with within the language that's there to make these determinations, and I'm not an obstetrician. Um, This is a decision that as I said, has been being made um, with the doctors to say, okay, your life is really at risk 
And so we're going to be here to make sure you can um, to save the life of the mother. It's never been the pro-life position that the mother's life, um, you know, the mother and the child need to be protected from the violence of abortion. And if both were going to die, then we have to obviously save the life of the mother. Visiting with Mary Elizabeth Coleman, she is one of the architects, a state representative, one of the architects of Missouri's new abortion law. What about a case where the baby uh, is not going to make it, is going to probably die at birth or shortly thereafter? Is there any kind of an exception for that? No, it's really for the life of the mother. Every life is precious, and so many times people are given these diagnoses saying your child is absolutely not going to live, and then the doctors were wrong. And I can't tell you countless numbers of stories that women have been told this only to choose life and not to terminate, not to kill their child, and the child has been able to receive you know, appropriate medical care, and it's been just fine. Now, there are really tragic situations where children have a diagnosis and they're not going to survive, but um, the law would not allow you to kill a child prematurely if they're going to pass away. And what about in a case of, say, a miscarriage? Will there be any kind of investigation? And, And who will investigate these cases? No, absolutely not. There is, you know, care for an ectopic pregnancy, and care for a miscarriage is not an abortion. It's not abortion care. And I think that some of these types of um, messaging that is coming out is really exasperating or, or perpetuating fear that is incredibly inappropriate. And so when that question is asked, what I always want to say is, if you could point to me where in the language that we've written would make you think that that would be a concern, and the truth is nobody can point to the, the language in the statute that would give rise to that concern because care for an ectopic pregnancy, care for a miscarriage is not the same thing as the violence of abortion. Okay, I know in other states, I know that has come up as an issue, but that is not an issue in Missouri, you say? That's not an issue. And as one of the people who work to write the law, there is, I just, I would press anyone who says this is something that will be a concern to point to the language in the statute that would in any way impact that. And the truth is they can't because it's not there. Mm-hmm. And, and Representative, who investigates these cases? How would a case uh, maybe come to the attention of, is it law enforcement? Is it medical professionals? Who would investigate a, a questionable case? What I don't understand. So you're saying if a physician were to perform an abortion, who would be in charge of enforcing the statute against that provider? Yeah, basically. Uh, who would determine if the if the doctor made the right decision? Who who you know? So no one is investigating these mm-hmm. these cases under the life of the mother exception. If there are physicians who are performing, let's say Planned Parenthood, for example, said we're not going to close, we're going to stay open, and we're going to violate the law then it would be the prosecutors who would sue for that or the attorney generals who would sue to enforce state law, but if just a, like any other law. But if a doctor and the woman make this, this decision, there'll be nobody kind of going back later and, and making sure that it was a proper decision under this law. If somebody is advertising that they are open for elective abortions, then yes, they would be investigated for that. But it's important to say also that women are not going to be in any way prosecuted. 
um, for obtaining an illegal abortion. The law only targets the providers to make sure that they're the ones who are um, responsible for following the law. And so it would be the, the provider, the doctor, who would face the potential felony charge. That's right, in the hospital system. Mm-hmm. Is there if they any... were If they were open, again, mm-hmm. if, let's say, one of our hospitals advertised that they're performing elective abortions or, um, you know, has very clearly said this was an elective abortion, this is, we're doing this because we think that abortion should be legal to us, then the provider is the one who would be liable for that under our criminal statutes. Okay, visiting again with State Representative Mary Elizabeth Coleman. Two quick questions, just addressing concerns along those lines. Is there any concern about how doctors may approach this situation? If they, you know, uh, might be a little nervous about saying, okay, I think we need to go ahead and abort this baby to protect the mother because of the law that's hanging over them a little bit. I know that's a concern that has been expressed. What's your reaction so to I that? Think abor- yeah, so I think abortionists should be concerned if their business is ending the life of a child, and that is the work that they have done, um, then they should be nervous about pr- continuing to perform elective abortions. If they are an obstetrician who is caring for the life of the mother and the life of the child, then they have been operating under the statute for the last two years, and I don't think that there has been any evidence that they have had any difficulty in doing so. And one criticism of laws like this is the fact that there is no exemption for rape or incest. What do you say to those who say there should be? So rape is one of the most violent, horrible crimes that anybody could have committed against them. And it's incredibly important that we use every tool available to prosecute those criminals who are violating women in such a terrible and intimate way. We have to also listen to the voices of those who have dealt with this personally. There's a group called The One, and they're a group that has been formed by women who have conceived in rape, as well as the children who were conceived in rape. And when you talk to people like my friend Rebecca Kistler, who was conceived in rape, she says her life has value, and that her life has more value than the crime of her father. And in no other instance do we punish an innocent person for the crime of another person. And so, you know, you have to really listen to the women who have conceived in rape and the children who were conceived in rape. And those are the voices that I'm listening to who say their children and their lives have the same value as yours and mine. Mary Elizabeth Coleman, state representative, one of the architects of House Bill 126, which is now the law in the state of Missouri. Representative, thank you so much for joining me this morning and answering these questions. I really do appreciate it. You bet. Coming up next, the news on Total Information AM. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.